1: Um, thank you so very much for all of that. Uh today I got a very special guest, Susan Dolce, joining me here today. We're gonna talk about transformational stories. But Benny, I yes, wanna ma'am. I wanna talk to you for a minute. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna then I'll introduce Susan. Remember all of the times, Benny Benny and I, 16 years, right? Remember all of the times like we would be there and I'd be in the studio and the guest. Just would not show up. There have there have I'm been not- times,
0: yes, I do remember. Right,
1: mm-hmm. those have been the best shows because <laughs> we had to improvise, right?
0: Sure, maybe on your head or in your head, in your mind, I'm busy running around with like you know a chicken with his head cut exactly. off. Exactly. Like, so, but I mean, you, I agree with you. Yes,
1: you though got the brunt of how to fill in that time. Oh yeah. And uh, what happened with those, Susan, is that. Those are the best story telling episodes because I remember one episode we did and Benny and I were telling the story about how we shared a goldfish. And then one of the listeners said, I didn't know you and Benny were a couple. I said, no, 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 no. We just shared a goldfish. Yeah, apparently
0: but, you heard the part of the story not in the beginning how we didn't and then we did share, but it wasn't exactly. a couple relations. Yeah, right, right, right. But go ahead.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But. We fill that time telling a story from beginning to end. We filled an hour. The next time a host didn't show up or somebody didn't show up, we filled the hour telling the story about the goldfish. And then I got the little lobster. Yeah. And that was a show we did improv, <laughs> but it was about a story. Now, fast forward to where we are today. And I'm just recently just recently, talking about my journey in life and my story. But from day one of cross-busting your way to an awesome life and our own network, we built this on telling stories on talk radio, which, by the way, is totally not conventional. But Susan, what Susan does, and the importance of what she does, is she literally works with people and helps share the stories that drive the greater good of the world. And so, when I think about her as a certified diamond process called transformational life coach, right? You know, the creator of Goddess Arriving, I've worked with her personally, getting ready for her show, right? Here's the thing I love whether it's talking about her extensive corporate career, or it's talking about whether she decides to write something, talk something, taking that journalism degree, bring it out into the world, doing a blog. blog. She understands the importance of stories in the world we live in today. And I am so thrilled she's joining our network because we transform we transform ourselves, we transform the world in stories. So today you're going to hear what her story might be about, but more importantly, how do we use that story to change our world? Because we got to change our world before we can be like changing the world. And that story, Susan, that I talked with Benny about, we shared in those times where people didn't show up, we shared some it's just incredible gut-wrenching stories, but we didn't think about them as stories, and I didn't think about them as stories until I met you. Susan Dolce, everybody. Susan, great to have you. Hi,
0: Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. I'm <clears throat> <clears throat> um, <throat> um, uh, Full disclosure, little nervous, but very excited. I ah, forget about it. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah look, I, seriously, I didn't I didn't start this as look, you you are immersed in the world of journalism. I dialed the wrong phone number. That's why you and I are talking. So everything that this network has been based on, and especially my show, has been based on trial, error, trial, error, show up, talk, show up, talk, tell a story, have fun. But I didn't realize till I met you that there's a reason why people call us the Disney of podcasting. I didn't realize that our style is not really talk radio style, right? You, if you've heard talk radio, that certainly isn't us. But you clearly understand the importance of stories. And I don't think that I have until I met you. So I want to ask you, in your life, what did you have to overcome? What challenges? What things popped up and you looked at them and said, oh, that's, a, that's like a dark hole. What did you have to get past, overcome, initiate in your life, Susan, to bring you to this very moment in the
0: understanding of stories it's one of the most i mean we all have stories right i mean we all have a story we are the hero of our own story we we write the story but we don't like you said we're not really conscious of the fact that it's a story that we and it shapes our behaviors it shapes our beliefs it shapes uh how we what motivates us in the world um so There, I mean, and we all have like this collection of stories that are, that are our experiences that kind of make us who we are. And my most trans transformational story happened when I was 26 years old. So I am grateful that it happened when I was young, prior to having children, because this was a huge, huge moment for me. I had um, been in a six year marriage that was. I like to call it my made for TV marriage. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was just bad on a lot of levels. It was, there was verbal abuse. There was emotional abuse. There was uh, physical abuse at times. And it took, I mean, that's its own story in and of itself to where I got the, the courage to, to get out of it, dare I say escape because I felt like I was trapped. Um, but so. 26 years old, afraid to reach out to my parents and say, I got to move back home. I don't have any place else to go. What's my dad going to think? You know, what's my, my dad thought my ex-husband was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And my dad was a very, um, I mean, I love my dad dearly, but he was, he was a judgmental man and he, uh, He was very hard to please. He was hard to—I mean, it was the sort of relationship where I always had—I was always trying to seek his praise. Um, Like I like to say to um, my my clients, and it's on my website. I really believe that everybody's deepest need is to be seen and heard, and that's where the story part comes in. So, so I moved back home, throw my my pride in the garbage. You know, like I had, I was living in California. My parents lived in Chicago, packed up my stuff, moved cross country and, you know, slept in my old bedroom. Imagine that, you know, now you feel like you're a kid again, right? Yeah. You're not an adult. All that's been taken away from you because you messed up your life so badly that now you've got to like come crawling back and say, can you please take care of me for a while? So that was really hard in and of itself. And I was sitting, I heard, this this is so clear to me. Um, we had a spiral staircase. We lived in a really, it was a home that had been built in the 1920s. And it was my dad's baby was to have the spiral staircase put in so we could, you know, use the upstairs more. It was more efficient to get up and down the stairs. And he had two, there were two easy chairs parked sort of next to the spiral staircase. And I was tiny enough that I could fit in between the rails of the staircase. And that's where I would sit most of the time when I was a little kid. And my dad and I would chat and stuff. That was always sort of my spot. And I was sitting there and I'd been home for a while. And it was the first time he thought that, you know, he thought this was a time to ask me about what had happened. Um, Because we really hadn't talked about it up until that point. I really didn't get into the details of why I needed to come home. And so I told him, I said, well, you know, there was physical abuse and verbal abuse. And I was really like, I had that battered um, wife mentality. I was trapped. I was lived in fear all the time. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, well, Susie, you must have done something to deserve it. And it was the most grace-filled moment of my life because I could have chosen to get up and walk away. I could have said, I could have defended myself. I could have fought back. There was, There's was so many things I could have said. But when I, when I saw him sitting in that chair and he said, you must have done something to deserve it, Literally before my eyes, he was transformed into this little boy. He was a little boy who had, you know, was punished by his parents who didn't, you know, he had some learning disabilities. He had dyslexia. He wasn't a good student. And I could see him asking his parents, what did I do to deserve this? Why are you punishing me like this? Why am I not worthy? And it became crystal clear for me that we, all of us, the stories we we write, the stories that are driving us and motivating us are all the stories of those wounded children they're all those, the, all the, the little ones in us, our little Susans or our little Roys, who all we were doing was trying to cope as young children, being bombarded by uh, emotions we probably weren't ready to deal with, experiences we weren't ready to deal with, situations, um, and just trying to find a way to protect ourselves. Yeah. And so when we move out in the world, It's that little one story that's driving everything. And we're not even conscious of it. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um,
1: Because we're going through a time right now, Susan. And for those of us that have been in abusive relationships, we get it. Every word you're speaking, I'm hanging on to it. Because I know what that's like haven't gone through it myself. And and yet I too, just like you, the outside world, even to this day wants to say, what did you do to provoke it? Mm-hmm. I mean even to this day, we're reading now uh, in in my field, we're reading stories of the level of what you just described that go beyond the imagination. But see, now here you are today, here I am today, because we're bringing the power of that story. Maybe somebody heard you today and a life will be saved. A child will be saved.
0: See, isn't that the power of sharing that story, right? hmm and so many people, I mean, it's that if you think about how many people suffer from depression and anxiety and yeah. are living in fear, and it's because they're they feel isolated, they feel disconnected. Yeah. And that's what stories do. They connect us. Yeah. And they and they give us the ability to um if if they're if we're not connecting, at least we're getting it's it's changing our perspective. We can walk in somebody else's shoes. You know, yeah. that's where we get those aha moments, you know, and those big perspective changes where it's like, I never thought about it that way before. Like just, you know, like I was saying the story with my dad, I never thought about how the way I was parented and all of the choices he made and the the the, the ways, the, the, um, the places where he was hard on me, where he didn't praise me, where he did praise me, where he gave me affection, where he didn't, was all based on his childhood, the way he was parented. And I could have chose at that moment, I could have walked away. I could have said, I could have written him off my life. And I could have said, I can't be in a relationship with you. I can't do this. Or I could choose to love. I could choose to see him as that wounded person or wounded child instead of just walking away and and cutting him out. And that was a huge gift like i said it was a graceful moment because it it was it was truly it was surreal and i'm it was life changing
1: and you know that's really the power of the work that you do because you know there are stories in each of us you know and i know that you know you're going to talk with us in a minute about the story field because one of the things i learned <clears throat> in looking back at history and beliefs is, you know, there's, there was a sense in my case, there was a sense that something was off with my mom. My birth mom dies. I'm six years old. I'm in Catholic boarding school. There was just a series of events before that, that seemed off. Like, why was I even in Catholic boarding school? You know, what was going on at home? Like six years old, why is any kid in Catholic boarding school? But, but as a kid, it never makes sense but you just kind of do what you're told to do. But as you get older, you start to wonder, just like you did, you start to question. Most people don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think for for us, right? um, I finally got the boldness when my uncle, my favorite uncle who knew my whole childhood story, knew my dad, stopped talking to my dad didn't even go to my dad's funeral. And I'm thinking, what the heck happened here? And I couldn't get anybody to tell me, but intuitively we knew. And it wasn't until my dad passed away and my stepmom handed me letters from my birth mom that it revealed a few things. Mm -hmm. And I grabbed my uncle at 90 years old. And I said, you are going to tell me the story. You have to tell me the story. I said this, blank, 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 beep, 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 this does not make sense. And the story that I got, the revelation of that, put everything together. Mm -hmm. Now, it didn't help me with the kind of change I needed to make at the time, but it did something that helped me. And so what you're talking about, and I want to talk about this, this story field you referred to seems to be the magical potion, the key that unlocks the door that'll never be unlocked, the magic code to open up the door in Westworld that only one person has. But they are the keys. Tell us about that and and how you discovered story field.
0: Well in doing research, um, kind of prepping for the whole concept of what I wanted to do with the show, I knew that there was something more um, meta level about stories than just, you know, what, how our own stories drive us and help our behaviors and our choices and our relationships and everything. And I actually, I found it, the website was cointelligence.net. And it was the first time I saw the word story field. And I was like, that's what I was trying to like put words around. And it's something we don't even, we're not even conscious of it. We're it's it's like this invisible field of all of the stories that have made up humanity. And they, they can be broken down into, you know, uh, chapters, if you like to put it that way. Um, one that I think everybody can relate to is the story of the American way, yeah. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So what comes to mind when you hear the American way? What do you think of? Yeah, right. Picket right. fence, apple pie. Yeah. Patriotism, individualism, yeah. rights, uh, yeah. rags to riches, right? A, put that, yeah. Put
1: that yeah. in the American way. Owning so, a Chevy. You have to own a Chevy. Exactly.
0: And yeah we know like we're aware of it but we didn't, we don't really know that that kind of drives society right it, and here in the united states um another one that i'm kind of passionate about that kind of overlays with the american way is the whole patriarch femininity story where you know women have you know been sort of oppressed by the patriarchy but it really, I mean, it's probably what moved what sparked the, the feminist movement, but it, it's still part of our um heritage isn't the right word, but like if we think like what's woman's work, uh, you know, pregnant and barefoot in the kitchen. Um I think of I mean all the ways that women were oppressed and made to stay small and and you know, serve and not put themselves out there and, and, you know, be bold and courageous and fearless and, uh, authentic, you know? So like God, even Barbie dolls, I think about Barbie dolls. And I, it's just, it's it fascinates me how they all sort of intertwine. And they, you know, if you think about the patriarch feminine, uh, story field, how that overlays the American way, you know, if you look at like the forties and the fifties, right. Yeah. Um, and and they're 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 countless like we could go through like the whole you know circle of life isn't that like the original story field right right you know children death and that whole that whole cycle so story fields really impact us on this meta level unconscious level and if we're not aware of them we can't change the future
1: yeah You know, it's fascinating. Uh, We're talking about this. For those of you just tuning in, Susan Dolce is here. You're going to hear a lot more about Susan. We're going to make sure you have lots of information. Yesterday was a sad day for me and sad at a, at a level that it's hard to explain. You know, one of my, let's say heroes in this lifetime for me, believe it or not, not a woman um, died, Larry Kramer. Mm -hmm. And, um, for people that don't know who Larry Kramer is, go ahead, go ahead and Google Google him. But for those of us that grew up in New York and and really understood and were part of you know the AIDS epidemic and what literally went on with AIDS, right? Um we know who Larry Kramer is. We've marched with in in activism and he came out when nobody else was speaking. And he brought a new narrative to the world, a new story. And it became a story that would forever change the landscape of how we look at disease, how we look at health, how we look at people. You know, um, he was in the process of writing a play about what we're going through now. So, a play what is a play? It's a story. And this was him. Right. You know, um, he wrote his frustration. He wrote the play, The Normal Heart. So this was not just a man who was an activist, but he was somebody that could express what was going on in the times we live in through story, powerful, powerful story. And, you know, Susan, he's one example to me of how his personal story became a story that changed the world. And I want to talk with you about that when we come back. I want to talk about the work that you do to help people understand why transform why transformational storytelling is our superpower. Power, And, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about him and I was watching some of the older clips and I was watching a time where I got to see him and be in front of him, like real time in the energy of that movement. And I remembered this, I remember looking at him like he had superpower magic. But then what I remember was, as you will talk about too when we come back, this was the hero's journey. And it was a journey that every one of us has the ability to create. It's being created in the world today. When we come back, I would love to talk with you about the things you've learned about stories and why transformational storytelling really is our superpower. Before we go to break, though, how do people find out more about you, Susan? Tell us about the best way to do
0: that. Uh, You can go to uh, susandolci.com. That's my coaching website. Also, the blog is goddessarriving.com. And I have a YouTube channel under goddessarriving.com where I do a lot of storytelling (laughs)
1: beautiful when we come back we're going to talk about this idea of transformational storytelling superhero powers but not just for the select few not not just for a larry kramer who became just magnificent at it but every single one of us every one of us let's take a short break we'll be right back with susan dolce hey how's it going if it's stressful or just plain exhausting New Light Living is here to ask, is this the way you want to live? Join me, your intuitive spiritual life coach and host, Ulrika Sullivan, every week on New Light Living. Discover the power of creative tools to start living every day as your ideal dream day. See your life in the new light. To learn more, visit newlightliving.com
0: the truth is funny shift happens with colette marie stefan is excited to welcome karen benton as a monthly guest host tune in on the third wednesday of each month at 8 a.m pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life your health your family and your well-being karen benton is a mother nurse practitioner Certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit KarenBenton.com. Your eternal purpose is calling out to you each and every day. Are you listening? Tune in to Dynamic Destiny Radio with Coach Pete Cafarcio every first and third Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be your authentic self and live the life that you were destined for. Learn practical tools to discover your purpose and conquer other fears that keep you stuck in a life of mediocrity. Learn more about Coach Pete by visiting PeteCoaching.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons, three things I've learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com.
1: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio, to Thrive Bike. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Yeah. Check us out Dr. at DrPatShow.com, TransformationTalkRadio.com, TransformationRadio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. come up. Your spiritual muscle as we share stories aspire higher and live a whole lot larger to help you unleash your powered up pumped up i am soul stretching success anything can happen when we take to the airways and all things become possible during the i am power hour now that song that is a story thank you benny for playing that yeah no problem that is john legend and tay tata prince um that's their new single that dropped and i think the video dropped too uh, oh, yeah. We it got to part- it's called Love did One it? Another. Yeah. Yep. Love One Love Another. Love One Another. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a story. We got to participate in that video back in October, and it came out really in support of the energy we need to create, the story we, we need to create right now. And powerful, powerful video. People that participated in that, participated in that movement over a three month period. Uh, myself, I'm in it for, and these are short cameos. They're like one or two seconds. Jessica's in it. Gail's in it. Dee Wallace is in it. I dragged Dee down there to participate.
0: You dragged this her. Is,
1: I, did, I really I it. did. I said, you I'm trying to see the time,
0: uh, the time stamp marks on the video to see where, where we can see you, Pat, so. I'm looking for that right now. You're like, great, thanks. It's really
1: quick. I'm in two clips, but one of them really quick. But I have my own other video, which I'll have to send you, Betty, for you to look at, which was fun. Um, But the point is this. There was a story that Jane Peralta Forbes wanted to tell. The story was we have to love one another. And she began the initiative with lovenotes.world, and it turned into a movement, which turned into a song which turned into a video, which crossed borders from one culture to a pop culture. But that's what Susan Dolce is here to talk to us about. Because the power of storytelling is transformative. It is our superpower. That's her message. This is what she does to help people. This is it. And so the question really is, what can we learn from it? How does it change cultures? How does it change what we believe? And why is this body of work one of the most important bodies of work for the time we live in now? Susan, before we do that, give us your website
0: again and let us know how people can find out more about you, please. Uh, You can go to susandolci.com. That's the website if you're interested in mentoring me or going through any of my coaching packages. Uh, The blog that I've had predates the the coaching website is goddessarriving.com. Goddess Arriving is uh, also on Facebook and Instagram. And I have a YouTube channel under Goddess Arriving. Like I said, I a lot of stories that I like to tell.
1: So the bottom line to this is change your story. I had to change my story. You know, I had one story, but it didn't sit right with me. You know, my life in those early years was really tough. I mean, I'm the kid, the mom commits suicide, which I found out later at age six. I'm homeless at 17 and I'm arrested at 19. Now, that could have been the rest of my life. That's one story. That's one story. I'm not like any, I'm not unlike a a lot of other people right now. And then there are the other stories, right? There's a story just like you told. What is it like to be an abusive relationship where your partner is verbally abusive and in my case threw me down a flight of stairs, right? I know it's hard to believe Pat, right? Like anybody gonna do that to Pat? Well, you know, it happens. But you are gonna tell us about the importance of these storytellings and
0: how they can become our superpower because they can be. So you think, here's the thing about stories. As I said in the beginning, they spark human connection. But something happens chemically with us when we are pulled into a story. We feel those emotions as the person's telling the story. If we're, you know, a really present listener, we begin to feel the storyteller's emotions. We begin to feel their fear or or their courage. And I mean think about even if you uh, had a good book, right? You've been reading a good book and you're in that place, you're in that setting, you know, taking away, you know, taken away to some tropical location, or you put a book down and you kind of miss the characters because you're so interconnected with them. Telling a story is it's medicine. Telling your story heals you. It's your way of voicing your authenticity, saying, this is me. This is what I went through. This was my dark night of the soul, but this is how I came out on the other end. This is how I'm different. This is how I have a new set of clothes. I've been transformed. And where people, where I think a lot of people make make mistake is that they think their story isn't important. Right. They think, you know, There's Everybody's got a story. Nobody needs to hear my story. What have I got to tell? Nobody's interested. And the truth is, everybody has the capability of connecting with at least one other person and changing that person's life. So if you're looking at it as medicine, then it's an act of service you are, by telling your story, you are serving another human. You're connecting with them so that they don't feel isolated and alone. I mean, you know, I can think of countless times where I've, I've, uh, put up like YouTube videos and I'll get comments that like, Oh my God, I didn't know that, that I wasn't the only one who went through that. Like I have a, my, one of my most popular videos is about, um, going through hot flashes and menopause. (laughs) And so it was, you know, people don't talk about that all the time and countless comments saying, thank you. Now I know I'm not the crazy one, you know, waking up in the middle of night, dripping with sweat. I feel like, you know, you gave me some tools. And so storytelling is an act of service. And if you keep yourself quiet and small, you are almost robbing somebody from, the opportunity of your story. There was a, a really good friend of mine, um, and it that her neighbor, uh, she was going through some tough times. The she was sick. They were her husband was out of work, and her neighbor who loves to cook uh, said, "Please, Joanne, can I make a casserole for you? Can I please cook for you?" And Joanne was like, "No, it's fine. We're fine. We're all good." And she said to her, "She's like, but you are robbing me." of my gift of the spirit like this is my gift i'm good i'm good at cooking and i want to do this for you and this is how i want to serve you and the same thing is true of sharing our stories and when we when we connect with when we dive deeper and understand the story that's driving us the limiting beliefs that we have the uh unconscious systems that are, like I said, motivating us, to, motivating us to move and make choices and choose our relationships. We're not, when they're unconscious, it just, we just keep repeating. We never yeah. we just get in this cycle and we never break through. Yeah. So in order to break through, you need to know the story. Yeah.
1: You know, it's interesting we're talking about this, Susan, because uh, Benny just played a um, Uh, a song, played a song in a thing that we participated in. And so what's happening now, and I didn't know this was happening till today. So I wanna share this with you. So what's happening now is all the people that were at my shoot, right? I don't know about the other shoots, but all the people took pictures. We all took pictures of the back scene, you know, and we have pictures of the video itself. And so uh, uh, Leslie Sager, we call her Big Les, I don't know, but that that's what we call her. She just put her own video together to take the story that's not been told hmm. about the making of this video and tell it in another way. And so it just dawned on me when you were speaking about our, our this superpower of storytelling has this ripple effect do you know what I'm trying to say? So everybody talks about Greta, right? Greta is fantastic. But Greta sparked the spirit in other people of her age group. For example, uh, Isra uh, Hersey, 16 years old. Uh, Autumn Peltier, uh, six years old. you know, Bruno Rodriguez, 19 years old. Uh, Helena Guadalinga, 17 years old, right? Uh, Mary uh 12 years old. I had Susan Huff on with her five kids who were do, did a show on how to bring forward Sabonfu's story mm-hmm. about how to walk for water. It just dawned on me, the power of your work. See, what you're talking about helping people with is... This, this aspect of superhero energy of storytelling that creates a ripple effect that
0: really does change the world, doesn't it? Well, and that's the whole, um, so we were talking briefly about before about Joseph Campbell. Uh, Joseph Campbell is sort of the, the grandfather or the father, I don't know why I said grandfather, anyway, the father of the uh, hero's journey or the epic story. And he saw a pattern. He looked at all of the ancient myths and Bible stories and legends, and he saw this pattern emerge. And it, so it starts with um, someone, the 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 hero. It's it starts with they're at the status quo, right? So they're in a situation. They're usually not very happy with the situation. They're disgruntled. They want to get out. They're they want an adventure, and then. The adventure starts, and they they meet their mentors. And along the way, usually people have some superpower, superhero powers. There becomes a at the at the bottom of the circle. There's like the dark night of the soul, where the hero is either trapped or almost comes back from death. And once the hero comes is like resurrected and comes back from that dark night. Now they have a new perspective. They have and they have like. The force, right? So George Lucas used this whole hero's journey of um Joseph Campbell when he was writing Star Wars. So you have um where was I? So they have uh they've resurrected, they have a they have a, a, a new superpower, which yeah. is Star Wars, it's the force. And it cycles back to a new status quo. Yeah. And the reason those words are so important to me right now, yeah, is especially with everything that's been going on with the pandemic and people sheltering in place and having to stop and having to slow down. We see, like you were talking about Greta, how our climate, how our world is beginning to heal because we haven't been driving. We haven't been flying. The earth has had, Mother Nature has gotten a break. Yeah. And so we are in this really, really crucial time where we can stay in the status quo, or we can start that hero's journey and get to a new, a new normal that keeps our our environment healed. It heals our people. It heals um, how we view our families, how we view our jobs. I mean, this is. I feel like uh, I just posted something uh, that Brene Brown put up, and it was about I'm not going to stay. I'm not. I don't want to go back to the old normal. Right. I don't want to go back to that. We need a new normal. We need to push the story one cog over to have a new story about where we want to see our earth go, our country go, humanity go. This, this, This is the time.
1: And, you you know, what's interesting about what you're saying here, we're going to go to a short break here in a minute. Um, What you're saying is that there are those of us like Renee, Renee Brown, there are those of us that we're looking at the way we've been doing things and we're saying, wait a minute, you know, we can really adapt this thing to our normal what we do every day. You know, for us, we've had to step up and do something really innovative with our technology until our new tech is finished. We just did a review of our new tech. But there are other things. There are companies that are like, well, wait a minute, this working from home thing, this might work. But the flip side of that is, um, Susan, I heard a story yesterday where, you know, some some companies and some leadership are not getting it. And they're basically like, yeah, like you got to come back to work. And you have had COVID-19, but don't worry about that. Even if you have to still teach your kids at home, we got to have you back here, even if you're not tested. And I'm like, yeah, that is a story we've got to shine some light on. But more importantly, we have to be the change agents of that story. Mm -hmm. So when we come back, what are the stories that inspire us every day to pop it up, to get up, to wanna do more, and to want to do next. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Susan Dolce and me, we'll be back. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and
0: natural process. hi everyone I'm the host of nothing but now mindful living with dr. Mary Angela McGuire on transformation talk radio I share ideas insights and tools you can use to release yourself from fearful and negative thinking and live from a place of clarity and confidence please join me in each show where we challenge ourselves to change together please go to my website mcguirelifecoach.com that's mcguirelifecoach.com see you next time It's time to shake out your money-making truth on Soul Wisdom Abundance
1: with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day language that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the
0: Edge Radical Change with Ease with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there.
1: To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Are you truly ready to experience overflow in every area of your life? Are you ready to go from limited to limitless? Imagine starting your week off with a deeper connection to the God consciousness. It's time for you to feel inspired, uplifted, and shifted. I invite you to join me, Tracy L, online or in person for our Soul Sundays. Start your week off feeling empowered and ready to serve and expand the miracles waiting for you. you gotta love yourself oh sorry song's over got carried away we all had to memorize that song benny
0: i would expect that yeah. yes we had
1: to memorize that song actually i'm supposed to uh do a lip sync of the song so we're supposed to be videotaping me doing that oh, right okay. you know me i'm gonna sing it yeah you, you should know, it's funny because we all got together and we like singing our hearts out right but you don't think anybody's like recording the sound Like you're dancing and like there's a clip of me dancing with um, Tony, John Legend's best friend, right? So there's myself and these two other guys and we're dancing and we're singing, but you don't think anybody's recording you. And one thing that my listeners here have heard me talk about, Susan, is man, I am not the best singer on the planet, but it didn't matter. (laughs) Uh, But you can make up for
0: it in your dancing skills. So I did make up for it. You should see this dancing clip. So it's it's a win-win.
1: It's a win-win. Yeah. Susan, thank you for today. Um, um, let's talk about what happens when we take a story and we say, look, this is transformative. Change my story, change the world. That's what you're doing. But you're also taking an action in the world. So let's talk about what's next for you. What's on the horizon?
0: The, um, the My coaching uh, is the... The kind of coaching that I do when it, it says it's a certified diamond process is um, was founded, it was developed by Veronica Cresto. And she's actually going to be my first guest on uh, Three Things I've Learned. So I'm very excited about that. But a lot of it, the the basis of this work is really inner child work. And that's gaining a lot of popularity right now. I know Danielle Laporte's talking about it. It's, it's, an, it's one of those things that... Again, it's that story of that little child that moves how we act in the world. And so when I have a client, um, you know, and it could be, it, it really doesn't matter what they, what they want to break through. If they're trying to find clarity in a relationship, uh, if they have, um, you know, some sort of disordered eating situation, Um I have clients that have you know a lot of different things they want to work on but what i'm always shocked at is after a few sessions when we take the time for them to connect with their inner child and when i say connect like i want them to get a picture of themselves when they were like five years old i want them to really remember what it was like to be little where you had you had nothing but innocence and wonder and awe, and you were present most of the time because what else did you have to do? That Getting to that granular of a, a level to now start to tell the story. When was the first time you felt unworthy? When was the first time you were criticized? When was the first time you were seeking attention or love and you weren't getting what you needed? Yeah. And there's always, there's always a story. It's and it's never, it's never the child, it's always somebody else's voice. So I'll always say, when when you're triggered like that, I want you to say whose voice is it? And when was the first time you heard it? Because those are the voices that are that we hear when we are stuck in our limiting beliefs, or when we're in fear, or when we're triggered. And what most people don't realize so I'm a grown adult woman, right? And I have a whole bunch of stories that have gotten me to being a grown adult woman, but it's the story of my six or seven-year-old self who felt that I was not being seen and heard, who was seeking some any attention whatsoever. There's a funny story. You want me to tell a funny story about that? Yeah. So when I was little, this was how, I think now in retrospect, my mom did this on purpose. Yep. But I would get really, really mad, whatever yep. it was. I would get so angry. And we lived in this small little house, one bathroom. I would lock myself in the bathroom. I remember it had a little, you know, clicky turny knob lock thing. And I would get the Ajax and I would get this and I would clean and I would scream like they couldn't hear me on the other side of the door you hate me. Nobody loves me. You won't even come to my funeral. You all are so awful. Why blah, 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 blah. And I would just go at it and I would scrub and I would clean it. And then I'd calm down and I'd open the door and I'd come out and I'd be like, it's all good now. <laughs> it's, like I said, I think my mom did it. So I would clean the bathroom. But point being that we, until we connect with the story of the child, and heal her or him, and say, I can parent you now. I'm here for you. I can protect you. Then that story starts to dissolve, and it doesn't run our lives anymore. But we can't heal it until we know it. Yeah. So that's what I do in in my coaching programs.
1: I love it. And we're going to hear more from you. Uh, Susan's doing a show on our network. And so there's lots more to come because this is where the power of our stories are changing the world. Things are changing here and they are important. Um, Susan, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Change your story, change our world, hashtag story field. I love it. Thank you so much. And, you know, if you can't do that, clean the bathroom. (laughs) Clean the bathroom. I'm telling you, I grew up in an Italian family. That was a go-to. That was it. Thank you. Susan Dolce, I'm Dr. Pat. We're going to take a short break, everybody. You know what? For more about Susan, go ahead. Susan, what's the websites, again, for people? SusanDolce.com, GoddessArriving.com. All right. And I'm Dr. Pat. You can go to the Dr. Pat Show or Transformation Talk Radio. Yep. We're having some fun now, everybody. Let's take a short break, Benny. Let's take a short break, Zach. We'll be right back.